Welcome to the Dr. Lori Marbus podcast. And today we have some special guests. It's Chadwick and Tara Hayward from Edmonton, Alberta. Thank you two for joining me tonight. Oh, thank you so much for Thanks having for us. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Wonderful. And I so appreciate you taking the time out of your, your day. So I would love to get into your story. I know you um, have a new website. It's called Minded Pass. So tell me, how did this come around to finding a plant-based diet, and how did this all start for you two? Well, I guess I wasn't really on board initially. Um, it started from uh, friends of ours actually visiting from out of town, and the girls got talking about juicing and um, fat, sick, and nearly dead. Um, we ended up lit watching it that weekend and kind of being overwhelmed with the power we saw in that film, how he was able to reverse his autoimmune disease. And before, I think the next day we had a juicer. And so we were sampling juicing um, all that weekend. And it, it was fantastic. And that was kind of like our dipping a toe into the world. Yeah, I was um, 29 at the time. And always growing up, I thought, okay, 30 is going to be the year that I take my health seriously and try to take care of myself. And so I was looking for uh, a way to do that, an outlet. And like most people, um, I had been trying different diets throughout my 20s and, you know, same results, lose some weight, gain it back. And I thought, this isn't sustainable. And um, like Chad mentioned in our intro there, we, um, we had both been experiencing some minor, you know, digestive issues and just not feeling the energy that I expected to have at 29 years old and starting to get fearful about what um, aging would bring and working in healthcare with patients, seeing the toll that aging can have, I really wanted to find something that would set me up for success. Um, weight loss would be a happy serendipitous outcome on top of the health benefit that you got and were able to sustain. So my friends were raving about how great they felt when they were juicing. And I thought, well, okay, so that's a checkbox, getting that energy and feeling well. And they were commenting on their skin and how great it was glowing and their sleep. And I thought, well, I gotta give it a try. Exactly. I've decided energy is like money. You, uh -huh. you tell someone, if I can get patients, say every single patient that walks through a family practice clinic is willing to try anything to get more energy, better sleep, and of course, coming off medications. Tara, you had mentioned that you were in uh, the medical field. Can you tell us what exactly you do? Sure, yeah. So I'm trained as a medical radiation technologist, uh, and I had worked at our major, major trauma center in Alberta here for um, three and a half years x-raying um, in fluoroscopy and in the OR and in the trauma room emergency and inpatients. Um, and then since then, I have transitioned to managing the radiology information system that a technologist would use all day long. Oh, okay. Wonderful. And Chadwick, what is your background as far as your career-wise? So I'm trained as a chartered professional accountant. I have a bachelor's of business administration. Um, and then I, I became a chartered accountant. Um, so, so the business side of things, um, but now I'm, I'm currently running this podcast myself 
and uh, a health promoting website because that's really a, a labor of love for me. It is, it is highly addictive. And it is. <laughs> for, for me, it's, I, I tell my patients and people who ask me about it, I was like, this is like veggie crack for me. So it's just, you know, you're going to have to be part of my, uh, you know, keeping my hits going. <laughs> you're going to gonna pick a drug. It's a good one to have. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I really need you guys to get better and tell me how wonderful you're feeling so I can feel better. So this is how that works. <laughs> and you don't really have a choice. Um, but yeah, they just look at me like I'm half insane, but then they feel better. So it's all good. So tell me, so you went to this juicing and how long did you do the juicing for? Probably like three at, at least three months wow yeah i'd say from start to tapering off onto more um plant-based whole foods was about three months and we were juicing for breakfast and lunch with a solid supper for at least two months yeah wow. that was probably six days a week and then the, the seventh day was was normal food essentially and when you describe normal food what what is the normal food um the standard American food is what I'm really referring to. It's still gotcha. like pasta with a big piece of chicken or, oh, God, it's been so long now. That lots, I'm... Of <laughs> food. lots of junk so food. Lots of junk food. So Lo lots of chicken breast. Oh, I know. The poor chickens. They really are. Chicken. <laughs> you do feel bad for the chickens. So I have, I ha I'm responsible for many a chicken death. <laughs> you know, it's incredible. I think, if I recall right, it's like a million chickens an hour are consumed, probably in the United States alone. That's um, oh, it's 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 insane. And then the seventh day, you're eating the standard American Canadian diet, I guess. Yeah. And did you notice a change, like? Sunday night or anything or fatigue on Monday and you had, you just got better or anything change? Not really for me. We were, we were terrible for like junk food on the weekend. So even though we were juicing during the day for Friday and Saturday, we'd have a lot of like chips and chocolate and stuff. So it, it wasn't really like when we switched back on Sunday, like I didn't really notice that big of a difference. I am a recovering M&M addict. Um, <laughs> But I think for us, too, where, I mean, our diet before was really bad. Like, we would skip the produce section of the grocery store most of the time. So it was a lot of processed um, chips and pasta and um, frozen pizzas and things like It was bad. Um, so what we started noticing was the immense benefits from the juicing. Like, mm. you know, I don't think our body would take... We didn't notice the bad so much as we noticed how good the good was. Yeah, Very we, were, powerful. we were definitely losing weight. And, like, um, I, I know you, you were mentioning your skin looked better. Mm. I don't pay attention to my skin all that much, <laughs> but I think it was getting better. Um, so, yeah, it was more the benefits we were seeing and not really focusing on the bad. We didn't really come from a spot where we were thinking that it was all that bad. Looking back now, it was worse than I had perceived, but um, it wasn't, yeah, I didn't really know it at the time. And, you know, and that is what I have found to be so incredibly powerful for people is they go along in their daily lives and they don't even understand what really good feels like because they're just yeah. so used to not, this is like they're normal. Yeah. It, it's incredible to me. And so when... 
I have patients come through and we work them on a plant-based diet. I have them actually fill out, it's a, a what I call a medical symptom questionnaire. And it's all that stuff that you really can't objectify. It's like, how many times a week do you get headaches? Are you bloating, abdominal pain, joint pain? And I have them actually mark it down as like how often they're having those symptoms and we add it up. Because in a month, even in 30 days, you know, they're redoing it and they're like, whoa, I forgot that I had indigestion every time I ate in the morning or whatever. Um, and that's really powerful for them is that, is it those type of, you know, subtle things that you guys are, are, are saying that you, when you notice the more, the, the really good benefits? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was, um, a migraine sufferer for a lot of years, um, daily migraines actually for a period of time in my early twenties. And they had me on anti-seizure medication to treat them. And, um, so it was not as bad as before, but yeah, definitely at least two to three times a month, I would have a migraine. Those disappeared. Um, I think I've had three maybe since in wow. the last few years. Um, the sleep was noticeable right away as well as, um, my skin and my nails just were glowing and beautiful and my nails got strong and my hair was shiny and it was more the physical side of things that I noticed um, in the beginning. Wow. Yeah, honestly, looking back, I remember feeling better, but that's as much as I can really describe it. It's like, I know the depression lifting wasn't really until after I gave up all animal products, or like all dairy. Um, basically, like it, it was last March, I essentially the light switch completely switched for me where like I gave up all my vices. I stopped drinking. I stopped smoking. Um, I was 100% like right now I don't like I'm it's whole foods plant-based. It, if it's not a whole food, like the closest I'll go is like corn masa, hmm. which is just ground up corn with some lime juice. So like people will have like uh, popcorn that's uh, salt, sweet and salty and I, I won't eat it. Wow. It has to be whole food, plant-based. And for me, I found when I was on the fence, it was easy for me to slide where it's like, oh, it's just this one. It's just that. It's it's okay. Um, I'll just have a beer. Oh, I'll just, what's what's another? What's another? So for me, I, it was giving it all up. It was saying, nope, I'm going to only do things that are health are healthful. And that just makes it easier for me because there's no thinking about it anymore. It's like, do you want to drink? No, I don't. That's bad for me. I won't, I won't have that. You know, and I think that any change in life, it's a decision. It's like you draw the line in the sand and you step over it and you said, I'm done. And yeah. um, that's an incredible, powerful feeling and building confidence. And you mentioned depression. Do you mind telling us a little bit about that and what that, what that was like and, and then coming out of it and looking back? Um, okay. Uh, so I suffered from depression from as long as I can remember, essentially, which really is only back as far as high school. I can't, I don't really have much, um, long-term memories of, of younger than that. Um, and, and I just, yeah, I just remember being sad. I remember being, having suicidal thoughts and this like proceed, like I've attempted suicide a few times throughout my life. Like, um, so at many different stages in my life, I was very, very depressed. Um, and honestly, it didn't, it didn't really lift until that point where we were just referring to where 
no, I'm no longer smoking. I'm no longer drinking. I stopped biting my nails. It's um, since then I've, I've definitely felt happier. Like I no longer, I gave up those drugs in whatever forms they were, diet, smoking, alcohol, and freed my mind. Wow. So I no longer need any of those crutches and therefore I'm, I'm happier. Right. I, it's really hard to explain. But I can tell you the difference I see in Chad is amazing. I've never seen him so happy. Um, I've never seen him so consistent in his mood. He's positive rather than negative. He doesn't get upset in traffic anymore. Um, it's, it's real. I'm just so happy with my partner being so happy now. It's amazing. Wow. And I think that's the really neat thing is um, we have a lifestyle medicine clinic that I started in January at a local hospital. And we've run about 60 people through and consistently mood gets better. They come off things. But this has this ripple effect and it's those relationships within the household. So instead of this vicious cycle that we were in before, we're depressed and we're you know, crabby with our partners and telling them, you know, yelling at them when there was really nothing they did, but now we're in this good vicious cycle. <laughs> so yeah. you're feeling good and you're encouraging each other and you're happy with one another. And you're just like, wow, this is so amazing. And that, and it's really fun to see that transformation and in not just individuals, but in, in families and in relationships and couples. And have you guys used this and shared this with others and seen similar effects? What, what's been your experience there? sharing like whole food plant-based with friends and family yes trepidation <laughs> <laughs> okay at, at best trepidation <laughs> okay yeah, so not a lot of like people people i get the feeling that people humor us okay but they're they're not really uh biting the salad so to speak wow okay how about family any parents more siblings so. even more, more so. so yeah Oh, wow. You know, though, I try to stay positive with it because, and remember that our transition wasn't overnight either. It was like it was two the, years. the better part of two years. Yeah. And, right. Um, and it was step by step. So I think, I try to think if I can even have a positive impact where a friend will change to one meatless meal once a week, um, that's better than they were before. And Little steps matter. You know, I, like to have, I think I have a small part in that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's maybe they're not like jumping on board as quick as we would want them to, but like you said, it's you provide the good example, and hopefully they see that you're doing well and it's working for you, and maybe they want to try it themselves. So, I think that's very important, you know. But I, I guess I use my excuse as a doctor and just to have free reign upon anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's a. Uh, I have uh, severed relationships probably that they could have flourished maybe. But, you know, I just, for me, it's such an urgency because I have seen so many people, their lives, you know, that didn't have to suffer. And I've seen diabetes reverse in couples, you know, a matter of days and hypertension. And, you know, my oldest patient that I've, I convinced to, trans, to change her diet was 89. And, oh, wow. uh so, I mean, I, I don't care who you are. You know, I, I always have the saying that it, you come to my clinic with a bladder infection, you're leaving with information on a plant-based diet because, one, I think this is going to help save lives. And for me, it's I may yeah. never see that person again, and I can start malpractice not to share it. And two is you don't know who they're going to help. 
And those are those are the fun things. So I, but it is. It's modeling behavior, and everyone has their difference. You know, you you have those that are going to go and yell on the on the corner of the street and preach their preach their sermon, and then there's going to be those who are sitting in the background and leading and modeling. And we're all going to attract whoever we attract, and we're all meant to be here together. And I think that's that's awesome. And as you guys get more time, you may find those conversations open up and. Uh, you'll feel more comfortable and less trepidation and and uh, go forward. So tell me about the website, The Mended Paths. I love that title. <laughs> Thank you so much. So Mended Paths is really uh, focused on a podcast. So I want to, what the, the idea really came from, like, um, we started reading af- after Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. This is a fantastic question for, for timeline here. Um, we started reading a lot of Dr. Joel Furman's stuff. Well, and Dr. so we read Eat to Live. We read Fasting for Health, Disease Proof Your Child, despite the fact that we don't have kids. <laughs> um, so, But what I loved about it was I think some of those Tara read herself. And I, I basically got the front of the chapters where he'd introduce each chapter with a story of someone who had this fantastic change. And I'd find that I was like tearing up listening to like how much people have changed with their food. And I'm like, this needs to be from every corner. We need as many people sharing these stories so that uh, people don't have to die needlessly. Like, like we kind of touched on before it's um, there's a sense of urgency where you want to tell your friends and family. Cause like in the U S Heart disease is the number one cause of death. In Canada, it's the number two cause of death. Half the time, your first symptom is dying. So there is a sense of urgency, right? And so that makes it hard because really people don't, like if you, if, a month before we watched Fact Sick and Nearly Dead, if you tried to have this conversation, I'd be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Plant-based? No. If a heart didn't stop beating i don't enjoy my meal like i've got to have some chicken or beef or something that it it would have been completely obnoxious to think of it so a person really has to come to it on their own they have to be ready to listen before you can say anything that matters now maybe you would have a different experience because you're a doctor you have that professional credential to back up what you say but again a person still has to be somewhat receptive or you're falling on deaf ears, right? You you know, it's interesting. As I've had hundreds, if not thousands, of conversations over the years now at this time, I mean, I, I've talked to groups and individual patients and stuff. I have discovered, you know, there's these, you know, where are you in this um, period of change? You know, like when people, you when we were taught to talk to someone about stop smoking, they like, they'll be ready to change when they hit whatever step. You know, there's these different yeah. categories and phases of change. What I have found is sometimes people need to be awoken up and saying, wow, I didn't even know I needed to change. And so that I feel is more where I really hit the gold. And the way I approached it was telling the story of how I went to a plant-based diet and having patients change right before my eyes. And I think that's so powerful that people can so relate because in America it's just – is so frustrating. It's it's anywhere in the Western world that we have so many chronic diseases and people, you know, suffering from depression. I mean, I think it's just so heart wrenching to see. You know, I I've had little girls that are nine years old that are fifty pounds overweight with 
elevated cholesterol and fatty liver and you're having teenagers and parents bringing in their kids wanting to be on ADD meds when they're, you know, they don't need to be that way. No, it's a shame. It is. And it's, I see it from that perspective. I feel like my prescription pad is more of a poison pad sometimes. I think, you know, I've found that food is so much more powerful. So I, I kind of just dismiss this whole theory of like, you have to be, I know I, I, people do, it's their decision to like, to be ready for change or be receptive to a message. But I consider it my job to find a way to make them receptive for the message or to, yeah. to build the message so where they can receive it or at least plant the seed that they'll think about it. And Absolutely. And that's kind of my goal with my podcast as well is to get those stories out there to help inspire people, to motivate them, to want to change. Um, again, mm-hmm. like li- listening to these stories, I did not consider myself to have health issues really. But the stories is what made me want to change. It's like, oh, my God, this person was 300 pounds, and next year they're running a marathon? Like, I'm not running marathons. <laughs> but you want so, a piece of that, right? Right? <laughs> a piece of that glory. So the, the more voices we have that are, like, spreading it, the more people are likely to hear it, and we have a better chance of getting that message across. So. Yeah, I think it's true. Before and after. Yeah. You know, we see the makeovers on Oprah and things like that. People eat that up. Oh, it's yeah. It's an accessible message, I think. Yeah, I think stories are uh, very powerful. And, and we've always been a, a, you know, human species storytellers. And so that's how we pass down our history. Yeah. So as far as, so now you had the podcast, have you come across some really amazing stories that you're just like, wow, this is just, it's just can't be that simple. Not anymore. I, I find it's all so simple now. It's, <laughs> it's like the simple story is it's, it's whole food, plant-based, drop the oil. If, it, if it's processed, you probably don't want to be eating it. Did it grow on a tree or in the ground like that? Yeah, I, okay, that's stuff you want. Like I kind of, if, if a ancestral monkey could find it in their environment, then it's probably good to eat it, right? that's a very good point (laughs) that's funny um so as far as advice so when you now that you're on this podcast and you're getting these people and you hear some stories what have you found that's been advice that either they received or that you received or that you've cultivated that has been really powerful for some people is there anything that one thing that you always tell someone i think like we we kind of alluded to it earlier it's small changes Every change matters. Um, so if you think that you, can, you can't really adopt this lifestyle, but you can add more vegetables to your meal, do it. Because that's going to be better. If, if you just want to add some fruits during the day, do it. Because that's going to be better. Um, if you want to get up from your desk and walk a little more, do it. Because that's going to be better. Um, when given an opportunity to... Uh, do something more healthful, you owe it to yourself to take it. So any little bit that you can do to move in the right direction is worthy of your effort. Definitely. As far as questions that people have to you, so I know when this happened to me in 2012, I was like, I didn't, you know, I'd heard of vegans and vegetarians, and I'm not a big fan of the word vegan, but I, 
I never understood the power of nutrition. And I, you know, I had all the same questions that I'm getting inundated with now on a daily basis, just about what kind of questions do you have when you do have people who are interested and start asking you questions? What, what are the typical questions and what answers do you give to them? The protein question always comes up, of course. Um, I'm a big fan of the, well, grass. Um, That's where the cow gets their (laughs) protein from. Come on. (laughs) Um, I also like pointing out the gorilla, the 600-pound gorilla, who's pound for pound more uh, the strongest land mammal, and he's a complete vegetarian. So, And then we talk about, like, calorie for calorie, broccoli has more protein than beef does, and that usually leads into talking about, like, how full a stomach is on a uh, hundred calories of uh, fruits and vegetables compared to a hundred calories of chicken or beef compared to a hundred calories of oil. And, and then really it's like, if, if they are showing interest, it's, I, I, I really have a video to reference for every, any, any way that conversation could go. And so like, if they want to talk about diabetes, I've seen videos on nutrition facts about diabetes so we can talk about how well if you're if you're overweight that uh, impacts the efficiency of your uh, pancreas's insulin to uh, transfer the fat so you you end up or to regulate the sugar sorry Mm -hmm. Um, so you end up having more of a spike and that can exasperate diabetes or I don't know it it really depends on where the conversation goes but I, I like I've seen every video on nutritionfacts.org. Um, every, I, I just, I'm absorbing it all. So I, I would have to classify you as Dr. Gregor's number one fan. I would love that honor to be called the number one fan. I, yeah, I, I just love his work. That is fantastic. So tell us how many videos that would include. Right now, it's probably sitting at around 1,050, I would oh, say. Wow. Averaging about three to four minutes a piece depend yeah some some are longer i think the longest is like nine minutes the shortest is like 30 seconds but yeah we've we've watched all the yearly ones as well and many multiple times i would say yeah his annual reviews are wonderful incredible and you know what's interesting i listen to you know like the rich roll podcast and i'm i listen and read books and it seems that, you know, people who had, and we all have our our addictions to different things, you know, some of them might be a shopping addiction or someone might have, you know, a being online social media addiction, but the ones we find more, you know, socially unacceptable, you know, alcoholism or whatever, these type of addictions to drugs, they seem to replace when they get healthier to something even it's healthy, but it's also to an extreme or what we consider like rich roll now does like double ultra marathons or whatever. Yeah. And it's funny cause now you dove into the knowledge base and it's like watching thousand videos. I mean, that's <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's like you found something else to clutch onto and absorb. And I think that's just well, the, so fascinating. The videos I would say have, we've made a concerted effort to watch them. So what, what we would do is anytime we would sit down to eat together uh-huh. We would we would put the videos on, and so if we're eating supper for an hour, we're watching nutrition fact videos for an hour, and that went on for months. And and I would watch more when Tara wasn't around. I'd go back and like I'd I'd be talking with someone on, oh, I remember like manly man commercials or something with someone commenting on a Joe Rogan 
podcast about diet. He was talking to Sam Harris. And so he, he, he would talk about cholesterol or something. So I'd go and I'd watch the six videos on cholesterol and go to the sources cited. And I would find the argument that countered this guy's um, typical pro-meat arguments. And, and that, that's what I did in my random that's spare time. Awesome. I but, mean, you're like a researcher in a sense. I mean, you have that really... I'm married to an love engineer. The science data. Oh yeah, I, I love the I love I get the it. underlying data. It's just like, oh wait, someone's proved that. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I see some really cool things coming from you guys. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch you guys. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it, it is. It is, ex- it is you, very fun. Do you find those alternates to switch to? Like, I, I still have like my friends drink. Kira drinks occasionally. Um, and like if her friend comes over and he's having a beer in the garage, well, I've got a, um, a high bar built in my garage now. So while we're just chatting or whatnot, I'll do some pull-ups or some chin-ups or try to <laughs> try to do some calisthenics. So it's like, I'm not sitting around smoking cigarettes and drinking beer anymore. I'm like talking while doing push-ups or pull-ups. Or <laughs> oh my goodness. I... It's like, well, I'm not. I've got to multitask and use this time wisely. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's going to be some cool stuff coming from from Mended Pass for sure. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) Now, as as you guys have come, so now you've been on a strictly plant-based diet for how long now? 100% without cheating since March 19th. Of this year? Of this year. Now, we were probably, again, like very much... Um, plant-based for probably a year prior to that as well. Okay. Yeah, we were but like, kind of like the 90% rule from Dr. Furman for the Nutritarian, right? You know, mm-hmm. Try to be um, most helpful 90% of the time. And prior to at least a year ago, the 10% would include some meat or dairy. But um, for the last year and a half or so, it's been just a bit of junk you know candy or chips or some popcorn or something but no meat and no dairy no eggs for quite some time yeah yeah wonderful yeah it's it's really turned 100 percent whole foods since march 19th okay we're like yeah i for the the only thing we process we really buy again is like corn mesa which we use to make our own like tortillas homemade tortillas or, oh yeah I grew, up, I grew up in New Mexico, so I, I totally get it. <laughs> and then bread. So I don't uh, make my our own bread. But we try to follow, follow the five times fiber rule that yes. Dr. Greger has. Uh-huh. So the fiber has got to be at least, if you times the amount of fiber by five, uh-huh. the carbohydrates have to be that number or lower. Okay. Five. Fiber times five. Gotcha. Yeah. Fiber that, times five. And that's another Dr. Greger video. It is, yeah. <laughs> in, I think that that might be in one of his random talks. No, that's I, that's in an older video, I think. Cool. So, what is your favorite Dr. Greger video? Oh my goodness, <laughs> my favorite one. Your, your I'm going to have to choose a year in review. <laughs> okay, which um, one? Uh, the How Not to Die at Google would be my favorite, I've, uh, and that's probably top of mind because I've watched it two or three times in the last like couple of months so. so the how not to die at google that the google talk that he gave that That's was right. this yeah. year wasn't it it was yeah he did I, there's a couple online of him where he basically does the same talk and I've, I've watched both of them but the google one sticks out in my mind maybe because i watched that more what other resources would you recommend to 
anyone listening or contemplating this other resources besides Dr. Greger's nutritionfacts.org, would you recommend them finding some help to get started? Um, if, if you want to get started, watch Forks Over Knives. That's definitely a movie you should start with. Um, outside of that, you can peruse lots of videos or your thing, peruse lots of things on Netflix. They've got like Fed Up. They've got um, The Engine 2 Diet, Vegucated. Yeah, there's, there's so many on there. And once you watched a couple, it'll start suggesting them for you. Um, Dr. Furman has lots of PBS specials where the information is very accessible. His books are fantastic and they absolutely sold me in that they were so inarguably scientifically supported. I mean, it all makes sense. And as Chad says, it's so simple now. Um, however, for the reading part, I did find that the level was a bit higher. So having a pharmacology and biology and chemistry background, it was accessible to me, but I could see his um, PBS specials being more accessible to the larger population. Absolutely. I think Dr. Gregor, or excuse me, Dr. Furman's uh, End to Heart Disease is would be a great book to give to medical students because yeah. it's just so jam-packed with the science. And he's actually even mentioned that, that it, it should actually be a textbook for nutrition in medical school, which I think would be fantastic. Yeah. Were you going to say something else? Um, I would also suggest like the giants, the Campbell, Dr. Campbell, Dr. Esselstein, anything around them. Um, I think Cowspiracy had Dr. Clapper. Mm -hmm. He has some good stuff as well. I like his take on dairy. <laughs> yeah, he's funny, actually. So Dr. Clapper's from True North in California, uh, which is a, f they use fasting, a water fasting. Are you guys familiar with that in uh, his not through him, center. but through Dr. Um, oh, through, I, I've heard of his center, but I haven't really done a ton of research. Into yeah. It. That, I did look into fasting through Dr. Furman. Yeah. So doc, yeah, Dr. Furman used that to actually recover from an ice skating injury. He was a national yeah. lover ice skater with his sister. Um, and then he had a hurt heel and went on a fast, but, um, I can't remember. It was an extended period of time. I think it was like 40 days. Yeah. Oh, man. And uh, he did get better, but he had lost so much muscle mass and weight, um, was unable to return. But I think that's what spurred him on. And I think he went to medical school later, if I recall. I and, think so, yeah. Yeah, I don't recall the exact age. But uh, the Dr. Clapper, yeah, he's got an amazing – I think they've had – a friend of mine just went to True North, and she has lupus. I actually interviewed her for my very first podcast. She's a. I listened to that one. It was, it was good. Really good. She's amazing. Um, such a sweet soul, and uh, she did that. She actually fasted for 16 days, and she goes, Lori, it was like laying down and just knowing that I was healing, and I didn't ever want to leave. And oh, that's awesome. You know, she had no flares. She had nothing. And she's doing really well, and she just has moments where she flares now versus before where she was always sick. And the power, she goes, you know, it was amazing. She was telling me the stories of some of the people that were there with her. And so, you know, it's something to look into. And uh, there's a, another gentleman called, his name is uh, Ray Cronice, or Cronice. And uh, are you guys familiar with him? No. He is, he is like a scientist on fire. <laughs> he used to work <laughs> for NASA. And he actually worked with uh, or co-founded the 
I believe it's called zero gravity, where they take the plane and they fly it in the pattern where you okay, become yeah. anti-gravity. Yeah. So that's the kind of mind that we're talking about. And kind of parabolic curve. I think. Yes, exactly. And um, what was interesting is he's actually got a lot into fasting. So I would Google him and there's actually a really good a podcast with him with Rich Roll that was fascinating. So um, after I listened to that, I reached out to him through Facebook, and I had some amazing Facebook conversations with him. And he he brings out studies and stuff. And I'm like, you are like my research assistant that I'm not having to pay. This is great. <laughs> so he's such a fascinating individual. And so I yeah, I would think you would probably find that interesting because I saw on your. Your web, your podcast picture here, it says, you know, back to better, making healthy lifestyle choices for longevity. And he loves to, to look into longevity. And so I think that would be a great um, thing for you to look into. Well, and that I, should be the goal for all of us is to live as long oh, and as healthy as we possibly can, right? So. Absolutely. And, it, you know, and I think we don't understand the power of what we're eating can literally cut off our lives. And they, they talk about... Um, you know, restricted diets and intermittent fasting and protein restriction. Um, so I just think about all these young people who are just downing all this protein and powders, and it's sad. It's gonna, it's come back to bite them later well, on. Dr. Gregor does have a video on that. Um, the <laughs> animal-based protein does have that um, that reduction in quality life years but not plant proteins. Exactly. However, that being said, calorie restriction, that, that was the other one. So one was eating legumes, increases longevity, and okay. the other one is calorie restriction. Very if good. you restrict calories in any animal, it will increase their life. It's... But it's hard to get people to give up eating food. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, well, because he was saying you could do like every second day is fasting, but mm -hmm. who sustains that? But you could switch to a plant-based diet because it's less calorically dense. Therefore, you're eating lots of volume, but you're eating less calories, so you can get the benefit that way. It's kind of cheap. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my husband, so my husband's Filipino, and I am very Caucasian. <laughs> so um, I'm an inch taller. So he's 5'6", uh, and he loves Filipino food. I mean, there, and I... I I think I've not seen a Filipino meals that weren't fried <laughs> and uh, very animal based, lots of oils, different things. And, you know, I remember when I met him, I was 19 and we go to their, his folks live not very far and we could, we could roll in at 2 a.m. and they'd get up and say, Lori, eat, eat. <laughs> I'm like, I can't eat at 2 a.m. So, you know, there's always this really delicious, yummy food and it's, you know, it's fried and stuff. So he actually got up to 215 pounds and over, you know, the course of 20 some odd years of marriage, we're, I don't know what year is this, so 23 now years of marriage. And he, uh, he lost, when we made this transition, 50 pounds in three months. And then he kind of hit this plateau. And what we found was I had read an article, I can't recall where, that's part of my brain issue is I, it hasn't been fixed by the plant-based diets. I got too much going on. Um, <laughs> got to work on that compartmentalization. And, uh, he So I read about intermittent fasting, and what he did was he would eat breakfast, lunch, and then like a really early dinner before he left work, um, I think at 4.30. And so he had this prolonged period of at least 14 hours, I think it was, okay. um, between yeah. his last meal and breakfast, and that worked like a charm. 
And well, it's a great way to reduce your calories as well, oh, right? So you eat less yeah. at supper because you just ate lunch. And, it, yeah. Exactly. And I'll tell you, I've used that with some other patients after, um, you know, I did my own guinea pig experiment with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that worked like it was a wonderful. So now he's lost over 65 pounds total. Um, he has a few That's more to awesome. go. Yeah, I, I mean, he's approaching what we were when we were married at 22. And because we're in our mid to late 40s now. And um, it's incredible to me. My kids are like, I don't know what's going on with dad. He looks great. <laughs> well, I've, I've gone back to what I was in high school, mm-hmm. which is kind of incredible. Like, I... I don't think a time past high school that like I went down to 135 and I remember like my adult years was always at least 150 but I was like wow. 185 when we started juicing and so yeah like it, it was it was incredible so you've lost how, how much weight then so that would be about 50 pounds from wow. 185 down to 135 I'm Wonderful. back up to about 140 now but mm-hmm. I'm exercising more I don't really watch my weight like I was never doing it for weight. It just, my body found the right, the right weight. Like I weigh myself on average. I like to weigh myself in the morning and at night now, just, just for fun. And I'm about 140 at night and about 136 in the morning. Wow. Around there. So that's incredible. (laughs) It's yeah, it's crazy. And I didn't think I needed to lose weight. (laughs) No, And it was so easy. It was effortless. Yeah. You know, I never thought. I could be below 127 pounds and be quote unquote healthy. And then as we were juicing, I dipped below 127 and I thought, oh my gosh, I feel amazing. Like I never thought I could be this low and feel so good. And then it's so funny when we switched to a whole foods plant-based diet, the the rest of the weight dropped off. So I got as low as 114, um, feeling good, but some people started to say I looked a little too skinny. Um, but I sit around 118, 120 effortlessly now and feel so wonderful. Wow. It's so easy to move my body now where mm-hmm. it wasn't before. So how I much weight? I saying to my friend, it's, um, I just want to move my body, which I, you know, working in healthcare, I would come home and patients are heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a big hospital center. So I was walking, you know, 10 K a day, but I was exhausted when mm-hmm. I got home. You know, and I would need a good hour to check out and recover from that. And now um, I want to walk miles a day and I want to lift weights where I never did before. My joints don't hurt. My back doesn't hurt. It's just easy. It spreads to like every aspect of your life like we touched on before. Like it starts with what you eat and then your body wants to move more and then you want to do less things that are bad for you and more things that are helpful and your relationships improve and your clear head, you have more energy, you want to wake up earlier, you want to go to bed at a reasonable time. It's mm-hmm. like, a life of abundance. Yeah. Really is that's how a, I describe it. That's a most. great way to describe it. Life of abundance. It's a nidus for so many different things. Yeah. Yes. You know, and it's funny, I have a friend, her name's Lori Faye, and <clears throat> excuse me, she is a family doc as well. And I met her last year and uh, she's my age, so mid forties and diabetic at that time. She was uh, high cholesterol, I believe, and she was on I think five or six medications. She told me it's okay to say these things because I'm going to interview her tomorrow. But <laughs> um, so I was like, you know, I you know I get very I tend to be a little uh, excited, and um, 
just kind of oozes out of me because I get so excited telling people about the potential that they might have. And yeah. I was like, you really have to try this. Lori is, this, you know, plus her name's Lori. Why wouldn't she get it, right? And it's <laughs> um, like, just you can't, my namesake here, come on. I was like, you you could reverse your diabetes. And she goes, no, I've been on insulin for five years. And, you know, she just kind of pat me on the head and sent me on my way. And, you know, but you never know those seeds that you're setting. And in about, yeah. uh, about six weeks ago, she decided to flip um, to her to give this diet a change, and she was going to do it for I can't remember if it was two to six weeks to begin with, and she was off her insulin within days. She's lost yeah. twenty pounds, and I think she's come off most, if not all, of her medications now. We'll find that out tomorrow. But what was so funny though was she's like texting me and calling me. She's like, Lori. Oh my goodness, I can't get, I don't understand. This is so awesome. Like, why didn't anyone tell me about this before? I was like, well, I did a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but what's so fun is to see a doctor reignited with passion to help people. And, um, I think that's going to be really a, a very cool tool to see too, because there are many doctors that are burnt out and, because you can imagine if you're seeing patients all day, you, one, you're being hammered, you have to see more patients. Two, you've got very ill patients. I can't imagine actually trying to treat a patient that has multiple chronic diseases on multiple medications that are probably interacting, causing half their symptoms. And all they want you to do is write another prescription to make them, quote unquote, feel better. Um, it is, it's, it's not why people go into medicine. And what I found is that this plant-based diet, like I mentioned earlier, like this whole veggie crack thing. I mean, it's like, I guess it's like, yeah, it's, it's helping, but it's healing. It actually gets to the word healing. And I need to look up whatever word that word came from, like what it, where its base was from, because I really feel like that is going to be the key to getting doctors to switch over. If, if not themselves, at least recommending to patients, because it's so fun to see people get well. Well, and I, I don't think you'll get them to switch over and recommend it until they've switched themselves, right? Because, and it's, and Dr. Greger touches on this as well, like it, back in the day, are you going to listen to your doctor tell you to stop smoking when he has cigarette ash on his sleeve and shirt? <laughs> no, right? right? Is he going to recommend that? No, because he smokes himself, right? Until we see doctors adopt the lifestyle and feel the power of food that's when they'll they'll push it to their patients yeah i think that's definitely true i have uh doctors who have recommended patients to me but i know they've also will give them so i created my own handout four years ago because i was getting all these questions i found no resources for a physician on how to trend how do i do this in a 10 15 minute appointment yeah and do it effectively to actually because you know i can hand someone papers and leave it at that but that's not going to have someone change their diet. You have to really no. have, you have to have a, I call it my spiel. And um, I feel like it's like, listen, I'm going to do my, either you can consider it a soapbox or I'm going to use car salesman spiel, whatever you want to do, but I need you to sit here and listen to it. And uh, so I had to do my spiel. And what's funny is people will start using my handout and they would say, well, Dr. Marvis had this happen. And that actually was really interesting because then patients would actually come to see me on their own initiative um, by them giving Looking the handout. Hand. Yeah. Exactly. And so it was really interesting. If anything, you're giving them some information. And like I said, you know, to start setting those seeds. And I have found physicians are much more difficult breed to switch over than like nurse practitioners or physician assistants mm-hmm. or nurses. I have a whole crew of those guys, but the MDs. 
I have a degree. I know oh, this. Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a tough lot. And um, you well, know, I my got laughed at by our doctor when I what? asked for specific blood work. And they were like, are you seeing a naturopath? I'm like, no, I'm just doing a lot of research on nutrition. And I Mm. want to know what my levels of vitamin D are. (laughs) How dare you ask for a vitamin D level? Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Well, well, it's not on the form. I can't request it. Oh, see, now you guys are in a different medical system. So tell me, as Americans don't understand um, the Canadian medical system, give me a little information about that's a whole nother that could be a whole so other podcast he, in and of itself. would just uh, book an appointment, and like my family doctor is at like a walk-in clinic, so I just book an appointment and go over, take a number, wait till my turn, go in. He'll prescribe something. Um, prescription drugs aren't covered unless like you're low income. You can get like social assistance for that. Um, a lot of people have prescription drugs covered at least partially through uh, work plans and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so medical care from doctors is free, but prescriptions are not typically, unless hmm. it's prescribed from a hospital. Okay. So if, if you're in, if you're an inpatient and you get prescribed a drug, then that's part of your hospital visit. So what about hospitalizations and elective surgeries or something? How does elective that work? Surgeries, I think you would have to pay for that yourself. It depends on if it's covered or not. Okay. Um, so mo- most things that you would have to go to a hospital for would be covered. Like you, uh, the standard is to have a shared room. You can pay to have your own private room, but that would be extra. But the wow. base is we'll always have a bed for you and your, your, like your acute care would definitely be covered. Wow. And has Canada always been that way or is that something new? No, that's since... Oh my God! Since we've been born, so, sure. a long time. Alberta was know. a little different, actually. Up until a few years ago, we had to. Uh, there was public coverage, but there was also um, privatized care. In so far as families would have to pay sixty dollars a quarter, I believe, um, to supplement that um, provincial. So it was an additional tax, essentially. Yeah. Wow. So with that, so it's not entirely covered now. So you have income tax, I'm assuming. Yeah. Do you have, like, the province or you call it province? So, yeah, you would, you would have, so on your tax return, you would have a provincial uh, tax or a territorial and oh, then okay. a federal tax. Okay. And then so at the municipal level, you would have, like, property taxes okay. and then school taxes and that kind of thing. So oh. the, the health care levy would have been an additional amount you needed to be a resident. Wow. But again, okay. I think it what used sixty bucks. Yeah, it was it before is. I was here, so not a lot. So I'm curious: are there doctors who do like here? The kind of a a new trend is concierge medicine, where it's basically a cash basis medical clinic, and so people can step outside of their regular insurance plans and kind of That's be. That's not allowed here. It's not allowed. No, well, that... I mean there is like if our our imaging wait lists are. Um, exorbitant because the demand for service is so high so if you've got an appointment booked at a hospital for an MRI out in six months and you really don't want to wait that long you can go to a private clinic and pay $700 to get your MRI at your leisure essentially there's very few services like that that's privatized outside of the healthcare system definitely yeah 
So now that's more of a radiology services, but as far as physicians practicing outside the system, that's not allowed? Yeah, that wouldn't be allowed. Wow. That is yeah. just so foreign. And that, that's why you'll sometimes hear like people who go to like fly to the Mayo Clinic to get mm. some surgery or something. They don't want to wait. They're, they're very wealthy. They don't want to wait the three months that they have to wait or whatever it is. And they'll just go and pay to get it done. Wow. So you can just walk in and see your doc. How long is your wait typically when you do walk in? Um, if I just walk in, it depends on the day. You can go online and find out what the wait times are in the particular clinics or whatnot. But I usually call ahead and like I'm when I call ahead and book an appointment, I'm in within, say, 15, 20 minutes usually. Otherwise, you could wait probably, I don't know, an hour, let's say an hour to see a physician in a walk in clinic. But wow. again, depending on the time of day and how busy it is, like if you're coming in the morning, it's probably busier. If you're going in the afternoon, you probably have more availability. So so is that typically just five days a week during the weekdays, or is this open on the weekends as well? I think they're open seven days a week. Wow. Has that yeah. seemed to lift the burden of your ERs? Because, you know, in America, there's a lot of people who go to the ER just for basically minor illnesses or do you guys still have you guys do you know much of that's also occurring there i know there's public service announcements about that what is like what what is appropriate to go where and they they try to push people to the clinics and stuff so i think hmm. it's still an issue but i don't know the degree of it wow yeah our er's are still quite backed up and bogged down okay um we're trying to do more outpatient referrals when possible and mm -hmm. i mean the clinics are only open till 10 o'clock at night so okay if you wake up at midnight with stomach pain you're going to the emergency room i gotcha wow that is fascinating i could i could, I could delve into that for hours <laughs> Just, i think it, ambulances are charged as well so you got to pay for your own ambulance oh to you have to pay for your once you're there you're you're good essentially like, so you pay you, to park but you don't pay for your heart surgery <laughs> so do you, do you know of any nutritional services that they offer? Is there anyone doing anything like this in Canada as far as, you know, teaching and doing different stuff like this? Not through the hospital. Is hmm. that what you're... Like a lifestyle like, clinic or a wellness clinics or anything? I know there's um, one girl in Calgary, which is about three hours from us, that has the physician... Uh, Fish Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. PCRM, their, yeah. Yeah, their... Um, Food for Life. Cooking program. Food for Life. Mm -hmm. Food for Life, yeah. Yep. So there, there's one of those people in the province. Oh, wow. And so I don't, I don't know what else. I know, like, my uh, father was hospitalized uh, about a year ago, and um, when they were releasing him, they were giving him dietary recommendations with, like, ground up beef and, mm. and dairy and stuff and i basically got into it with the dietitian there she's like saying that i'm like this isn't healthy she's like no the, this in little bits is healthy i'm like no it's not i could like there's so many studies i can show you the why this is not healthy but again the same who are you mm -hmm. right? so oh i've had discussions with dietitians so it doesn't matter if you have letters behind your name or not it really doesn't it's people because you know food is such a personal thing and they become very defensive even if you now those people may not be open or receptive to the message which we had talked about earlier but uh, but especially if they have any type of job 
where they're responsible for someone's health, yeah. um, they tend to get a little defensive. And one, because they're like, who are you? You're saying one that I've been doing this wrong my whole, my whole life. And yeah. you know, they, it, it's a really hard realization for me. I didn't have any connotations about food for, for me when this happened, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Cause you know, my biological father was 38 with his first heart attack. My mother's had breast cancer, her mother and all their sisters. I am, I have not been dealt good genes. <laughs> so I need to pay attention to these clues that God throws in front of me and not ignore them. And I, that is what I have found. And sometimes people will warm up, but other times they, they remain, you can, you can show evidence and patience and, you know, I don't care if you have a, you know, a, a double blinded random control study, whatever the gold, whatever they want and this, it won't matter. And no. those are going to be the laggards in society. I quit wasting my time. And you, I just go after those early adopters and those other ones. And there's actually more of them because I think this message is kind of building momentum. There's more of them than there was even four years ago. And that's um, kind of fun. We're in a really cool time. Like we can ride this wave into the shore. <laughs> so we have the first surfers that are going to be able to ride it all the oh, way wow. to mainstream. Totally. We'll, we'll already have, you know, we'll be at the, the beach and with our little juice bar and handing out the juices, <laughs> they come flying in and you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> I see it as very positive now too. You know, you try not to get into despair thinking about the tragedy that is absolutely avoidable, but there's there's an upswing it's positive more and more people are understanding the message and not just the science but the the animal welfare side too there's this whole wave of instagram vegans with the you know young millennial group Mm -hmm. Um, and i think a lot of it is stemming from the heart-tugging animal welfare knowledge but with that comes the benefits of eating whole foods plant-based and i think that message is is coming right along with it. And I do see positive change in our lifetime for yeah. the majority of people. I, I, well, we don't have a choice. I mean, our earth can't sustain us. And yeah, the environmental aspect of it, right? A lot of people are opening up to climate change and the agricultural industry is one of the big drivers of that. And like it, it forces those tough questions. So there's, it's coming, it's the perfect storm. It's coming from all angles now to kind of, um, teach people to be at least more cognizant of what they're eating and, and where their things come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't will that necessarily them. mean they're going to be whole food plant-based? Not necessarily. There's a lot of people who are ethical vegans and they, right. They're eating vegan junk food and sure. That's, that's probably better than faux gras, but <laughs> you're, you're probably going to prolong getting heart disease by a little bit more on that than you would um if you were like if you're whole food plant-based you're you're actually going to be healthful Mm -hmm. instead of um instead of well following the sad and we know what that gets yeah yeah wow you know i was in uganda in april well into march in april for two weeks and we we went there with a church group and um they had asked me to to run a clinic in a rural African village. And I was in the military. I was deployed overseas and then do, you know, Middle East and Ecuador. So I've done some things, <laughs> but it was, 
so amazing to me. So you go to Uganda and I brought my family. There was like 20 of us and I brought two of my three kids and my husband and my daughter is pre-med. She just um, graduated and applied to medical school and um, made her do stuff that she was uncomfortable doing. I was like, well, kid, this is what you're going to be doing. So you're going to do it here and I need the help. And we saw 550 patients in four days. And what was amazing. Oh, wow. oh yeah, it was, oh, it was just so life changing. And I'm so happy my kids got to experience that because you know, we, we've given them a comfortable life and they, they appreciate things and they're great kids, but boy, this really drives it home. Cause I came from a, a childhood that was not the easiest. And so it, it's really important for me to, that they understand what they have is because mom and dad's worked really hard. And yeah. just because mom and dad worked really hard doesn't mean your life's going to be easy the rest of your life. You got to work hard too. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but what was interesting was when we got there, you know, I have all these patients I saw like two diabetics and maybe, I don't know, four or five hypertenses. And the, it is, you know, they're eating plants. They're, you know, you're down by the equator. There's like avocados growing randomly in these yeah. places. And I'm like, avocados are like five bucks each where I go. <laughs> and, like, and uh, you know, jackfruit, like 80 pound jackfruit. And jackfruit is like the most awesome food in the world. And they look at it like a potato here, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm like, you don't understand. This is like, this is like 10 bucks a can. <laughs> I have to order on Amazon because I live in the middle of nowhere land. And uh, it was incredible to me. And it was, it really drove home the fact that the ones that were diabetic and hypertensive, they were overweight. They were, um, had a little bit more so they could afford the oil that they could buy yeah. at the store. And they were buying these, you know, the can diseases of affluence. They did. And, but that's what they're look, this is what kills me. And, you know, I, I had the opportunity to speak to some young high school students there that, and, and there was like nine of them that wanted to be a doctor. And they're like, they got to meet an American doctor, which was really so humbling for me. And um, they were asking all these questions. I said, no, I need you guys to understand the most important thing I can tell you is that you need to tell your patients to eat plants. And it was so fun to see that. And I'm staying in touch with these young people. And um, it'll be really cool to see what they do. But it's it was really brought home, though. I was like, we need to just go back to what we were eating as as like basically peasants. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in America, it shouldn't cost that much. That's what kills me is, you know, hamburger and dairy and all that. I mean, it should cost so much more. And our fruits and vegetables should be just like dirt cheap. Um, it's amazing. Well, those, those industries that are killing us are being subsidized, right? Right. But it's really like a lot of people think it's expensive to eat. Like it's less convenient because you can't go to this drive right so many drive-throughs but like mm -hmm. if you plan for it and you're buying your vegetables in season and in bulk it's mm -hmm. really not that expensive to like i easily eat two to three times the volume of food of what i used to mm -hmm. and it's on the same price mm -hmm. right like before we used to eat so few of like variety but now it's like there's there's so much variety in our diet like mm -hmm. and i i now i post it basically all our food that we eat and it's like it's just incredible the difference between what it was like sidekicks and a piece of chicken to <laughs> uh s soup and salad and i'll finish it with a pear and a banana and and maybe we'll make nice cream and, mm -hmm. and all right so 
it's yeah it's a world of difference and it's not expensive and it's accessible and any roadblock that people are putting in front of themselves is self-imposed typically exactly exactly and i you know as funny as um so i had three teenagers and my husband and myself when we went to the plant-based diet my bill went down four hundred dollars a month right and (laughs) that's like getting a raise that's a, yeah. that a big raise. And the other cool thing was, you know, one beyond the fact that now my family is, is healthier, although my daughter, I'm still working on her because she left. <laughs> she was 18 <laughs> and I'm still working on her. But the cool thing is when um, I moved to Florida, I'm moving to Florida next week to actually start working with Dr. Furman. And um, the cool thing awesome. is, yeah, so I'm going to be the medical director of a of a really cool um, basically nutritarian resort. People can come and stay and we'll do outpatient as well. And it's, uh, awesome. it's such a wonderful experience. Dr. Furman is an incredibly smart individual and just very giving, very, very, very generous. And the cool thing was I'm going down to Florida. My family's staying here because my youngest is finishing high school. And I have, res- I have resorted. I looked up the SNAP, which is our basically food stamp program here in the United States. And they, you know, one individual would get about $200 a month. And so I have resolved because I also have, you know, children that are in college. I'll have two in college. I'll have this household where my husband is in myself in Florida that we're going to have to restrict our budget a little bit more than we did this year. And so um, I said, you know, what a great opportunity to use one, what I learned because my, my kids were five, three and 10 months when I started medical school. So I was like a coupon clipping fanatic. And so I've kind of always kept that thought, but I, what I want to do is do $50 a week and I'm going to post and video and share with people how to do this. And so, you know, you can eat yourself happy and healthy on a budget. You don't have to be yeah. um, thinking, Oh, I can't afford this. Cause I, I need to go to Whole Foods. No, it's not that. And I'm where I'm moving to Boca Raton is like a very affluent place. So it's even going to be more of a challenge, which I'm like, sweet, bring it on. I'm going to do this. And um, it'll be really interesting to see how I will be searching for a new taste <laughs> and and really, you know, showing that you can do this because I'm, I'm not a gourmet chef. I mean, I have decent cooking skills, but like you said, the variety of foods that I eat now is so much more greater. It's just, it's incredible. But that is going to be my, my working project when I get there besides getting this, this, um, program up and going for Dr. Furman. That's awesome. Good luck with that. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, it's oats and lentils are cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oats, lentils, and potatoes, um, dry beans. I got an Instapot. I, I do have a Vitamix. I'm, so I will be using those tools, which I, I know can be a little bit more expensive, but um, it's certainly a good blender will work, too. On your counter, right? like, to do what? Grow your own lettuce on your counter. Oh, First, yeah. Buy 12 heads of romaine and then <laughs> chop them off, throw them in a cup, grow your own lettuce again. Mm-hmm. Right? 12 is enough for a cycle where you can have one a day, probably. Wow. See, these are the things I'm going to be reaching out for help. So you guys, <laughs> you guys can help me out here. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. And my husband is just like shaking his head, like, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but someone's got to pull back here. So um, it's going to be a lovely, lovely experiment. But you know, again, I just I know we're we're pushing. We've been going for a good hour now. This is great. I really have really enjoyed my conversation with you guys. It's been awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I do, you know, I, I always reach out to people and, and say, you know, I just, I don't think 
in life in general, we don't reach out and say, acknowledge those who are doing good things. And I want to reach out to you guys and say, you know, thank you for what you're doing. And it's going to be really cool to see what comes from you guys. I feel, I feel like there's something really awesome coming here. And so, yeah, I, I we're, we're basically starting podcasts at the same time. So I'm, I'm curious to watch our growth. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be really fun. And so speaking of your podcast, so tell me again your podcast name so if people want to listen. Sure. So it's called the Mended Paths Podcast, and it's at www.mendedpaths.com. And I've also got Twitter, Instagram, as well as like a Facebook page. Um, essentially, everything goes on one. It goes on all of them. Um, so, yeah, you can find us there. And then your Facebook is Mended Paths as well? That's right. Yeah. So it just, uh, the page is called Mended Paths and I, I also have a group called Mended Paths and the podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and essentially any podcast app because most of them pull from iTunes anyway. Okay. That's awesome. And, um, did you guys have any last uh, advice or anything else to say before we say goodnight? Anyone that's listening and is thinking about trying it, give yourself a few days, two weeks, a short amount of time. Um, moderation leads to moderate results. If you really want to stick with it and want to change of life, go all in for two weeks. And if things you're worried about aren't getting better in two weeks, then they probably never will because every example I've seen Within two weeks, people are experiencing life-changing, life-changing outcomes in their health. So you can do it. Everyone can. I think that's solid advice. And what about you, Tara? I just want to piggyback on that and say, give it, give it two, three weeks. The majority of your health concerns will, if not entirely resolve, you'll definitely see them getting better. And for me, the take home is it's, again, abundance. It shouldn't feel like you're losing out or missing things. Eat as much vegetables and fruit as you can. Eat beans. If you want to eat it and it's a whole food, do it. And that attitude is a can have, not a can't have. And if you give yourself all of those good foods, there won't be room or desire for the bad. Your body will be full and nourished you're taking care of yourself. You're healing your cells. Your body will want more of the good stuff. It is about abundance. Absolutely. That, right there, it sums it all up. And so you guys did a fantastic job there. Um, I can't add any more to that. And again, um, thank you so much for being on the show. And Mended Paths is the podcast and all the social media outlets as well. So thank you again, Tara and Chadwick. And uh Hope Thank you, guys... you so much for having us. Thank Absolutely. you. It's been wonderful to speak with you. We look forward to speaking with you more. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be fun. <laughs> Thank you. Like I said, you guys are always welcome to come down to the beach. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs>